Welcome to FinTen, the podcast about fintechs that takes 10 minutes or less. I am your host, Josh Herman, the CEO of CU Digital One. CU Digital One is a credit union service organization, or CUSO, and is a holding company focusing on three forward-looking verticals, blockchain, digital investment solutions, and artificial intelligence. For more information, connect with me on LinkedIn or send an email to info at cudigitalone.com. Now, I am very excited about today's guest, Allison Netzer. Allison is a prolific writer, innovative thinker, and an avid explorer of human potential with a deep passion for empowering individuals and organizations. Allison has spent decades navigating various professional landscapes. Her career spans roles in sales, strategy, and marketing, where she has consistently aimed to inspire creativity, growth, and transformation. Currently, she serves as the Chief Marketing and Strategy Officer at Nimbus, a fast-growing fintech. Her books, Think Like a Brand, Not a Bank, which I have the book, I have the audiobook, and I have the mug. And the, her second book, A Year of Think Thinking Differently, is sitting next to me on the desk here, are both Amazon bestsellers, and I'll add our must-purchases and must-reads. Uh, but welcome to the FinTen Podcast, Allison. Wow, thank you. I'm surprised we didn't take up our whole uh, 10 minutes there. Thank you for listening <laughs> and reading to both books. Um, it's been it's been great watching your journey, Josh, and, and just congrats on this podcast and on CU Digital One. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, we'll, we have 10 minutes. I'll, I'll jump in here. Um, yeah. I, I read and listened to uh, your first book, Think Like a Brand, Not a Bank, um, and, and and honestly, if anyone out there has not read it, go go read it. It's worth just reading the first couple of chapters, but I promise you won't be able to put it back down. Um, but And now I'm making my way through your latest book, A Year of Thinking Differently. Um, and both deal with challenging a way of thinking. Uh, so in your opinion, why is this important? And what are some of the benefits when one truly embraces the challenge of thinking differently? Oh, sure. I mean, challenging the way we think is, is vital. Um, when we consciously own our mindset, we own our thoughts and therefore our outcomes. So being able to shift your thinking, almost being playful with your approaches actually gives you more control over what happens and it gives you more of the outcomes that you want. So your decision-making and self-control are actually better when you can adopt a third-person perspective. It makes you more effective in social situations. And I'll throw some stats your way. According to the World Economic Forum, adaptability and flexibility are among the top 10 skills needed for the future workplace. I think that's incredible. And I, I really like what you said there about viewing yourself kind of kind of in a third person, right? Kind of pulling mm -hmm. yourself out and, and looking at the at the situation. And while you're saying that, I mean you you, you can kind of visualize and see that happening and see the value that, that it truly adds. Um, and, and your your book, both of your books are, are have an interesting structure to them. And, and your latest one um, is divided into four parts. Each, each section has, has four parts to it. Um, reading from perspective, looking for inspiration, creating change, and then there's an outro um, with, with each one. So if you can, I'd like to hear more about this format and why you think it's a good fit for this book. Well, I hope it's a good fit. Um, it's it's a structure that, that makes sense to, to me. It's, it's meant to be kind of a process. So the, the first two parts of each chapter, and there's one for every week of the year, uh, is called Reading for Perspective and Looking for Inspiration. So those come from my weekly series uh, on LinkedIn called The Friday Frame Up. That series is really what prompted me to write 
a year of thinking differently. So I start each week personally and in the book with a deep dive into someone else's world, which is another mm. way to think of a book, right? Someone else's world. People, I'm not a reader. Yeah, but isn't it cool to go into someone else's world? Yeah, yeah, it is. Read a book. So getting into someone else's world, seeing how their perspectives can be applied to our work, um, especially topics like embracing change, navigating emotions, uh, fostering growth. Sometimes they're business books. A lot of times they aren't. I've got books on cultivating apple trees, children's book, really whatever ends up on my Kindle. Uh, the second section, looking for perspective, is really a way to force myself and the reader uh, to, again, look outside of yourselves, but this time for inspiration on the hows and whys to think differently. Um, most of the time, it's a reframe from nature, but there's also music, sports, cooking, you know, whatever. Uh, point of that section is to show readers that everyday objects and observations are rich in strategy. Right. This isn't a philosophical book. This is about getting stuff to help you work better. So there's a ton of strategy perspective you can pull from outside of your job. Um, everything we need to think differently is all around us. Uh, it doesn't have to be in a book, especially if reading isn't your thing. So I wanted to have a section for that. I think creating change is probably my favorite part of the book. Um, you know, now that you've got some fresh perspectives and outside your head inspiration, do some hands-on exercises. And there's hands-on exercises in every chapter. Um, I've heard from readers that they're great for teams and workshops. So that's been, you know, that's been validating. Uh, and the last piece is, is the outro. It's just a little something extra, a little push in a different direction to take into your next day or week. Um, it's really there just in case you had to put the chapter down a few times. I even have some readers that start with the outro and then go into the chapter. Mm -hmm. So it's really kind of a choose your own adventure. And I found it to be a very interesting format. Um, and I like, and there's been a couple different things and, and, and you've done this with some other things that you've done as well, where if, if you truly want to, to change, if you want to have that perspective of, of that third person perspective, you have to put it into practice. Um, and I think that's something that this book does a really good job of doing. Um, and, and it's I've, I've had to discipline myself to not read. And I know you, you talk about in the beginning of the book, different ways of reading the book. Um, and, and I like mm -hmm. going through it week, week by week. And so it's been a disciplined approach to, to not just digest it all at once. But you're right, going back and reading a few different times, holding out the lesson that, that is applicable because you mentioned in the beginning of the book, not everyone's takeaways are going to be the same. I think I think that's important too. Right, right. Um, but then putting putting it into practice, um, and some of the stories and journeys that these these are short these are short lessons. I mean, you're not talking even no. several pages. You're, you're talking no. a couple pages, and you take us on on vacation stories. You, you take us on different stories, and what appears to just be a normal a normal walk type situation. The specific I'm thinking of. And yet you, you're able to reflect on it and actually pull out things that are very applicable to everyday life that everybody can kind of draw from. So I really appreciate the format of, of the book um, and the takeaways. It's been really reflective for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, when, when looking Why, at this book, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, I, thank you. And yeah, I, I don't want anyone to come over with like, God, that sounds like you just wrote, you know, the Bible or a dictionary. It's a super <laughs> short book. It's 180 pages. Um, 
but you hit on something that I just want to emphasize, which is this is not about, and I have, I have complete respect for experts in their field that have a, you know, a certain way of thinking or doing, right? That they've researched, that they've spent decades on. And I think that's, I think that's fantastic, right? That's a kind of vertical thinking. This is really more horizontal. These are things you can try out, may like it, may work for some situations, may not. It's not that I'm like, my goal is for you to do whatever, chapter 13, chapter 18. My goal is for you to do exactly what you just described. You don't have to do anything beyond living your life. You just have to increase your awareness to help you think differently. It doesn't have to be a certain way. And there's not a best way to do it. It's just remembering that I don't think there's a single system or a single model that works all the time for everyone. But there's enough stuff around us, coming at us in our lives. But if we just think about it in a little bit of a different way, think about how to frame it up a little bit differently, all the help we need for productivity, for focus, for strategy, for problem solving is all right there. And, and that's why I hope it's not daunting uh, for people to think about it in that way. No, that's, and that's a great point. And the other thing, and I, we're, we're kind of going off, off, <laughs> off a little bit here, but one, one, another one of the great things that I really like is it's, it's real. And so this isn't made up. This is, and you talk about your very important why in the beginning of the book. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yep. and so I, don't, I think it's a very important why. Um, and I think it's something that when readers go through and, and read the first few pages of the book, they'll, they'll get it and they'll understand um, that this is a very real book and there's very real life applications in there. So what, one of the other things here that, you, you know, you talked about thinking like a brand, not a bank is, you know, there's, there's things that looking back, you know, maybe, maybe you would have added in there differently. So when, when you look at this <laughs> book is, is, I know it's a, I know it's a new release, but is there anything looking back that you go, is there something I wish I would have added in here? Um, I'll tell you from my perspective, I, I think it's a very complete work, um, but I'm interested to hear the author's viewpoint on that. Thank you. Well, I, every day, <laughs> to answer your question, I go, oh, I should have said that. <laughs> especially, when I, especially when I talk to people who've read it, right? Because, you know, you're, you're thinking about it in a way that's even different than I was. Um, but in all serious, seriousness, I wish I, I wish I could have or would have included uh, blank pages to write on for people. Mm -hmm. Then it probably would have looked like a dictionary. Um, <laughs> but in terms of content, you know, I'm still writing the Friday frame up every week. So, I'm sure they're cooler and better chapters to come. And knowing that, it doesn't make me want to go back and change it because I'm like, well, I can just, you know, keep writing the frame up and, and keep evolving it um, without, yeah, but you always want to go back and change your book every time. I still want to go back and change things <laughs> like a brand. It's just a thing. So, um, but yeah, probably blank pages is what I would add in. Very cool. And so now we, we introduced this thing called a FinTen FinTeach moment. Um, oh, because we okay. have we have we have experts on here, and you're obviously an expert. I'm in your own right. Um, so, from a, a marketing perspective, um, there, we have a lot of startup fintechs listening to this, trying to gain traction, sure. um, trying trying out different things to see what'll work. Um, and and I can almost anticipate what your answer is going to be here from from reading from reading your books and, and doing your Friday frameups. So what simple advice would you give an early fintech startup? Oh man, I should I should ask you. I'm gonna ask you after this third person <laughs> pretend to be me. Um, I would actually say hire your CMO first. 
Mm. I, know, I know that's something people do at the end. I know it's sort of seen as a thing. Like you hire the CMO, you hire the HR person at the end when you're about to, to go into a more advanced round of funding or start getting your picture taken. But I think hiring your CMO first because, it, not because I am a CMO, but because it saves you money and time. Hard cash and a lot of time if you have a CMO at the beginning as opposed to in the middle or the end. You'll end up paying a lot more for that person. There's a ton of review they'll have to do. Um, and it takes longer than you want. So I would just bring them on at the beginning. That's very interesting. I actually wrote that down. That's that's very interesting. Um, and, and looking back at, uh, I, th I think, you know, we're both kind of in a FinTech advisor type, type role. I think, yeah. I, I think I definitely see the vision with that. Um, where yeah, bring, in, not, bring in a professional to do it. Yeah, and it's not it's not about, oh, you got to have a person. This may be going where you were going. You don't have to have a person that be there to tell you what color or what logo. That's not what the CMO's purpose is. Um, this is a strategic position. So you actually get a lot for your money if you hire a good CMO because they have both marketing and strategy. And having to hire an agency to do fancy brain work and fancy stuff when you've got to get ready for a series B or C. I mean, you know, I've experienced all that myself. You're going to pay a lot more. It's not going to look unique. It's going to be templatized. And just in very practical terms, you know, you're going to waste money. You're going to waste time and speed and quality is so important, right? Before it was just speed. Now it's speed and quality when it comes to, to, in, to fintech startups. Yeah. Got to have both. And to me, there's no better way to, to do that than just to bring your CMO or your CMSO on um, as early as you can. That's fantastic. And, and we could turn this into a, an, an hour or half day long webinar here because <laughs> I, could, I could just keep asking questions. Um, but I think, I think for, the, for the sake of your time here, how can people get a hold of you? And you talked about your Friday frame up as well. So how can people subscribe to that and how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, probably easiest thing I would say, Josh, is uh, is LinkedIn, or they can go to my website, alisonnesser.com, put in your show notes. I've got links to everything there that I'm working on. Um, and I'm an open book, no pun intended. So all the depths, <laughs> all the things uh, are out there, all the data that I've used in the books, it's all out there for people to download and use. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me, Allison. And thanks yeah. to the listeners for listening. Um, I say this to, to everybody, go buy Allison's books, and it's plural now, uh, uh -huh. and subscribe to her newsletter, and we're out. <laughs>